to the Heads Up Podcast. I am Jason Rogers, the head of school of Rundle College Society, and I'll be your host for this season's episode. With each new podcast, we hope to explore interesting topics relating to Rundle College student, faculty, and parent life. This season, you'll hear interviews with faculty, parents, alumni, students, and educational experts. Each episode will aim to provide an insight and context to the happenings in and around our community. Thank you for joining me and everybody in the Rumble College Society on this journey, and I hope you enjoy this Rumble experience. Welcome back to the Heads Up Podcast. Today, I have the good fortune of sitting down with one of my favorite all-time guests, Charity Hellman. Now, Charity's notable for lots of reasons. One, she's a parent of a student at her school. Two, uh, she was a longtime Rundle College employee and fabulous junior high teacher working in the area of English language arts and many other subjects. And most importantly, I suppose to her, in technology. And she is currently with the EdTech team in Canada, and she is the event coordinator, and they definitely specialize in Google applications for education. So she comes to us with a huge background in tech and in cool applications that kids, parents, and teachers can use to improve their practice and their parenting and their online tech lives. And, uh, and you might not know it, but it's actually the eve of Digital Learning Day, and so I think it's entirely appropriate that we welcome Charity to the program today. So, Charity, thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thanks for having me back. So, I understand you've got uh, five different, um, what do you call them? Ah, oh, just little pieces of googly goodness, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Better than I could have put it. So, five bits of googly goodness uh, yeah. and things that, that you can try out. So, my hope is that um, our listeners will give this a listen and then give give these a shot. Awesome. So let's uh, let's get right into it. What's what's the first one you're you're thinking of? Okay. Well, I came to you today with three bits of information for teachers that I will start with. Um, the first one was I found from a tweet just the other day. Uh, Google for EDU tweeted about in their uh, training center. So if you go to the Google for EDU training center online, um, that's where you'll find information about all the Google for Education certifications for cool. educators. Cool. Um, so in their training center, they have actually they're called first day of um, modules, I guess, that you can access for mm -hmm. information and how to start using some of their more popular tools. Okay. So if you go in there, you'll find first day of using Google Forms. Right on. And you can click on that and you'll find all your information about how to start using Google Forms. Or there's also a Google Classroom one. So if you're a teacher and you haven't actually, you know, dipped your foot into that pool of yeah. Google Forms, Google Classroom, or some other tools, the first day of will help you get started. So the first day of is more or less like a tutorial for any of the Google apps that that are really widely used. Is that yeah. pretty accurate? Yeah, they've got a few there right now, and I think they plan to add more to the list. So Cool. Cool. Okay, so that's an entry into uh, how to use any number of apps, no doubt. Yes. Cool. Yes. First day of. First day of, got they're it. called. Yeah, right in the Google uh, Training Center website. Cool. Before we get on to the next one, why don't we just devolve a little bit, and why don't you tell our listeners who ha maybe haven't listened to previous podcasts with you, what does the EdTech team do? 
Like, what is what is the mission of the group, and mm-hmm. why is it important mm-hmm. for educators? Uh, well, EdTech Team is a global company of former educators, so we've all been in the classroom. We've all got experience in the classroom, cool. um, and we found um, technology to be a passion of ours, and we found PD to be a passion of ours, and kind of disrupting PD, and, yeah. and how do you change that, and how do you get this good stuff out to teachers? Yeah. Um, so... Now our company will do custom PD for any district, division, or school. Um, We could do one, two-day things. Our biggest thing, our biggest events are the two-day summits. Um, They used to be very popularly known as the Google summits, but now we work with multi-platforms. So we work with Google, Apple, and Microsoft here in Canada. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're now starting to evolve our PD offerings and um, hot topics like makerspace, design thinking, and coding, and AR and VR. Yeah. You'll see all of these things at our events now. Cool. And I think um, just for anybody who's listening who's not part of the Rundle College community or isn't familiar with the EdTech team and their application, um, I encourage you to reach out. We've had EdTech team in to do conferences here and they've been hugely successful. I've attended them and they are definitely a different brand of professional development that's fun and engaging and you know that your teachers are going to walk away with, you know, not one thing to do tomorrow in the classroom, but probably 10 things to do tomorrow in the classroom and try out with their students. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you are, if you're outside of this community, by all means, look them up and who knows, you might even see somebody like charity in your schools. Yeah, we actually, our new theme this year is what will you create? Um, so we guarantee you'll come away with something to start using in the classroom on Monday. And we have a couple of events actually coming up in Alberta. Um, cool. Right away. Right. Yeah. Tell me about them. Uh, March 29th and 30th, we're going to be in Barnwell, Alberta for the Southern Alberta Summit. Great. Uh, I'll be at that one. Awesome. And we have an all-star lineup of keynotes coming. Um, and then in August, Brooks is hosting the Brooks Summit. And I believe that's August 22nd, 23rd. Cool. And the one thing you can count on at the summits is... Uh, they definitely bring the energy. Like every time I've yeah. seen one of the keynotes or the breakout sessions, you definitely feel inspired by the by the presenters. There's no question that uh, faculty will leave, you know, with a hop in their step. Absolutely, after these things. they're really yeah. awesome. It's like a mini. I, don't, I use it kind of liberally, but the it's like a mini party atmosphere. You know, without yeah. the party, but like around professional development is how how it feels to me. Yeah, if you feel like you're looking for your tribe as an educator and Mm -hmm. and you're into technology and trying new things in the classroom, this will be your tribe. Cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's... uh there's nothing about apps, but let's uh, <laughs> let's get on to your second uh, bit of googly goodness. Okay, so the second one um, is a program that I'm not sure many educators know Google offers. It's called CS First, <laughs> so Computer Science First. Cool. So with the um, kind of somewhat disappearance of computer science in schools, right. um, Google's designed this program to bring it back, and it can be used cross-curricularly. Right on. Um, so it's free for all teachers. So you just go on and you sign in to the CS First website. Okay. Uh, f- so it's free teaching resources. You don't need any computer science experience necessary. It is so simple and laid out and easy for teachers to start using. Um, they give you lesson plans. They give you solution sheets for teachers so that you don't have to actually have yourself worked out the solution yeah. and figure things out. Um, there's also things like fun passports and stickers for students. Um, but within the curriculum, there's um, there's separate activities themselves, but there are six themes or units, I guess. Yeah. And within each of those themes or units are 
eight different activities that you can complete. And they can be applied um, almost to any um, any subject in school. Cool. So there's a storytelling unit, and that storytelling unit can be uh, an activity that you do in a social class, maybe right. to, to tell a story from history, or it can be applied, obviously, in an English class. Right on. Um, so they're, they're really easily applied to any subject, and I think teachers should really dive in and check out CS First. Like I said, no computer science experience necessary. I dove in. I, I'm not really the the computer science side of technology. Right. Um, I do know a lot about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I dove in myself, and it was so easy to start using these Scratch cool. for coding, yeah. Yeah. and um, kids will love it. That's cool. Yeah. No, I think that like what you bring forward is. Uh, one, computer science is everywhere. The ubiqu- ubiquity of uh, computers and technology throughout our curriculum is important. Um, but also that we don't often come with all the skills that are necessary as teachers to be able to understand the basics of coding, for yeah. instance. And something like that sounds like a huge resource. Like I think of the when we were younger, like the Guitar for Dummies kind of books, you know, like give me enough to know enough about guitar to get going. Right, right. That's what it sounds like online. Yeah, no, it's so simple and easy to use. Like, um, there's one about just creating a Google Doodle. Right. You can have your kids go right. in with Scratch. They'll create a fun Google awesome. Doodle, and it's it's pretty neat. Cool. Yeah, yeah no, that, that's definitely worthy of checking out. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's move on. What's the what's the next one? Uh, well, the third thing that I thought uh, teachers, particularly probably language arts teachers, and I used to be one, or I still kind of am one. Yeah, uh, you'll always I, be one, Jerry. <laughs> that's why I like this. Uh, there's a tweet that I found yesterday, um, and her handle is at teaching reach. Uh, her name is, I hope I pronounced this right, Leanne Cheatham. Okay. Um, and she put out a use for Google Classroom users in language arts. And you can use the question feature in Google Classroom to post the question um, asking kids about um, a book that th- maybe they would like to read. Cool. So if you have a, a student library in your class, I know Miss um, Kearney here at Rundle has a beautiful student library and her kids check out her library and then she could post this question to Google Classroom, what do you want to read? And then other kids who have maybe read the book can reply in Google Classroom with their book reviews. Right on. So I thought that that's a neat way to get to know about books that kids maybe want to read. Totally. And uh, yeah, I think anything that enables that, you know, traditional literacy through technology mm-hmm. is super valuable and sounds like that that is a means to that end. And uh, yeah, you mentioned, I mean, using Google Classroom is a huge advantage for teachers in classes, as well as, you know, things like forms and sheets and docs are all really rooted in the collaborative enterprise experience Mm -hmm. and um yeah if you haven't checked out those things and i hope most of our listeners have checked out uh at the least docs but hopefully sheets forms and classroom as well um yeah it sounds like a great great tool for literacy yeah i I thought it was a really neat idea so thank you at teaching reach for that tweet (laughs) got it no i can't wait to reach out to teaching reach yes Um, so the next thing I have is kind of directed to students. Um, one is for organization, and it's an app, a free app for your phone by Google. It's also accessible online at keep.google.com, Google Keep. Google Keep, okay. Um, so it's like your, your little sticky notes kind of feature. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could take notes on your phone. You can also leave audio notes for yourself. Mm-hmm. You could take pictures. But the great thing about Google Keep for students, if they come across ideas for something they're working on in class, 
class. They can take notes in their Google Keep, and then they can go into their Google Doc, and there's actually a small, um, a little uh, tiny menu that appears on the right-hand side of their screen mm -hmm. that will offer access to Google Keep right there, which will open a sidebar cool. right beside the Google Doc, and they can actually click and drag things right into their Google Doc from their Google Keep. That sounds awesome. I've seen, I think I've seen what you're talking about, but I didn't know what it was for. Yeah, there's also tasks, and there's also a calendar, yeah. quick calendar yeah. access that way too, but you'll see the three little icons on the right-hand side of the screen. So it's like a like an Uber notepad that keeps everything organized for you, and then you can drag it straight across to any of the Google worksheets that you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's it's quite neat. So uh, Google Keep, I recommend for, well, for everyone, but students, I think it's a great organizational piece. Um, and then another thing is a Google Chrome extension called Bitly. Yeah. Um, I love Bitly, and I think students will love it, especially if they're in this realm of using like Google Docs and Google Slides. Yeah. They can use the Chrome extension to give their assignments actually custom URLs. So well, a URL for all those people who aren't as tech savvy yeah. as <laughs> as Charity maybe is the web address. Yeah. Correct? Okay, yeah. So the web address, so they could um, use this Chrome extension to create. Uh, it'll create a bit.ly bit.ly slash and then they can customize what comes after the slash so if um, my daughter Ava is working on a slideshow about um, a book she's read the yep. reading refugee in class right now um, so then she maybe creates this presentation she could use bit.ly to say bit.ly slash Ava refugee presentation and she can come home and say hey mom and dad Go to bit.ly uh, slash Ava Refugee Presentation and yeah. see what I've been working on. That's awesome. Yeah, it customizes it. It gives them that ownership like, hey, this, yeah, is, yeah, mine. this is mine. Yeah, totally. it's kind of cool. That's so. so much better than the 300-character yeah. randomly generated web address right. that would previously have been. Yeah, like the uppercase, lowercase, and then a 2 and a 0 yeah. that might be an O. And <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. It's like yeah. totally an opportunity for kids to... I didn't think of it like that. It first simplifies, but secondly allows them to own their content in a way that feels authentic. Yeah. yeah. Which is really neat. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I love it. I love Bitly. Yeah. Cool. Chrome extension from the Chrome Web Store. Cool. So uh, now let's do it. So review through the... The five. What what are they for? Quick recap. Well, I've got one more to share. Okay, let's have um, it. And it's sorry, it's okay. Uh, it's not really a googly thing, but for parents, um, I we're always concerned about screen time, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and. Mm -hmm. What I love now is our phones and our kids' phones have these, you know, built-in monitors about screen time. Yeah. But um, my daughter recently showed me this app. It's a free app called Flora, F-L-O-R-A. Okay, cool. And what it, it's it's kind of a game fun kind of thing, but what it will allow you to do is you set the timer for how long you want to stay away from your phone. Yeah. Um, so I believe it can go start at 10 minutes and then go upwards from there. Yeah. Um, so say I set my timer for 10 minutes. I can't go into my phone, I can't leave that app for 10 minutes. It just sits away from me. My phone can shut off, but the mm -hmm. app's still going. And during that time, I'm in a country in the world, and the app is virtually growing a plant for me. And if I touch the app and go away from it or, or fubble it in any which way, then the tree dies or the plant dies or You're the flower dies. Yeah, 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 totally. So Ava has, you know, she's... Oh, that's cool. She's gotten into this and she's created these gardens all around her virtual world on her app. And it's... That is new. cool. That's like uh, totally gamifying this idea of digital minimalism, which is coming to the forefront in a lot of spaces. Yeah. We know that um, the, the, you know, the impact of screen time is sometimes definitely associated with negative consequences, particularly when it's 
excessive. Right. And uh, this sounds like a really interesting way to like, yeah, gamify <laughs> a positive, you know, behavior. Yeah, it's pretty great. And they'll get uh, pretty excited about growing their vegetation and and they're reducing their screen time, so you can't complain as a parent. Yeah. Um, but honestly, all parents, if you're worried about screen time, I think, yeah. like myself, I've done yeah. a check on my screen time, yeah. and I think we all should do that. It's quite shocking. I know. I've been watching mine as well. <laughs> like, since I recently read the book Digital Minimalism, been motivated to think hard about screen time, and I agree. I think we all need to check in and do what's yeah. right and model the behavior we want to, we want to see. And it's hard. It is. It's it like is. really hard. Yeah. It is. But they do watch us. I've been called on yeah. it and, and we have to model it. So Flora, F-L-O-R-A. Uh, parents might even like it too. That might be the best one yet. That's really <laughs> good. Okay, let's do let's do a quick recap before we end, yeah. end the show. Charity, take us through the um, top items that okay. you brought to us on this episode. Uh, so for teachers, um, I wanted to let them know about the first day of in the Google for EDU training center online. Love it. Uh, you'll learn how to just get started with some apps, some of their most popular ones. Um, and then I highly suggested they check out CS First, free computer science um, cross-curricular activities that you need no computer science experience to use as a teacher. Um, and then the third one for teachers was just using Google Classroom, the question feature, um, ask to share a book and students will reply with their book reviews. Uh, for students, I recommended Google Keep and the Chrome extension Bitly. Mm -hmm. And for parents, of course, the Flora app. Love it, Charity. That was such a good episode. Thanks for coming and joining us. And I can't wait for the next, next opportunity. Yeah, I'll start my list now. Awesome. Okay, thanks. <laughs>